It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Um, I know we have it in us. You know, mm-hmm. We have it in us. We've shown it, shown it before and we'll show it again. And, um, now's the time. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is Halloween, October 31st, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic... We'll chat about the Magic's win over the New York Knicks, a 95-83 slugfest. The Magic's offense finally showed up a little bit, just just for a little bit. We'll talk about what the Magic did to get their offense going, and we'll uh, talk about what what happened when it wasn't going for this team. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find from a local expert who knows their team best. Plus, we have some great national podcasts, including Lockdown NBA, Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, a show with Nate Duncan and John Hollinger, plus plenty of other great shows too. Check out all the podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, whether it's NFL, MLB, congratulations to the Washington Nationals, colleges, or NHL, the Lockdown Podcast Network probably has your team covered, or your second favorite team covered in, in this case. Check out, check out all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic's offense has obviously been the big story for this team as they've gone through this early part of the season. Their defense has been pretty good, but the offense has struggled mightily. And the first half against the New York Knicks looked like it was going to be another rough go. Magic shooting worse than 40% once again, scoring only 42 points in the half. And yes, giving letting the Knicks spot a little bit of a lead. As Steve Clifford has, has kind of said and been afraid of, their physicality just wasn't there. They weren't hitting anybody on rebounds. They weren't 
you know, seeking out bodies. They weren't doing the things that they have to do uh, if they want to win these games. And so the Magic found themselves in a bit of a hole. But things changed in the second half and almost immediately. We'll talk about what Aaron Gordon said to get the team to change there in the second half. But the bottom line is the Magic started the second half on an 11-0 run. Keyed a lot by Jonathan Isaac and, and the Magic's defense creating some transition opportunities. And from there, this Magic team was completely different. It's a completely different team from the first half, except the defense was pretty much the same. The Magic were getting to the glass and limiting rebounds, limiting offensive rebounds, and, and picking up rebounds cleanly. I, I think another big part of the Magic struggles offensively has been they've been literally sloppy as far as just grabbing rebounds. This isn't something you can track with statistics. Just grabbing rebounds cleanly and getting the ball out quickly. So that's, that's, that's another thing. It's, it's the little things that, that keep the Magic on time. And unlike the first half where the Magic, again, were kind of sloppy with their passing, the second half, Orlando was crisp. They were cutting and moving with purpose. And that helped them get open shots. It also helped that, yes, the Magic's two best players woke up offensively. Nikola Vucevic had a, a, a half that reminds you of Nikola Vucevic. He was doing short rolls and hitting jumpers and moving quickly in the post and reading the reading the double teams and whipping the pass, whipping the ball around, forcing the Knicks to react to him instead of him reacting to the defense. Aaron Gordon finally got himself going in the fourth quarter with 10 points, four for four shooting, two humongous three-pointers late in the game, all off passing to him, less dribbling, more passing. This is how the Magic are supposed to play. The way that they played in that second half when they scored 53 points is how the Magic are supposed to play. Now, it wasn't all perfect, of course. The, the, the second unit gave up a 13-point lead and allowed New York back into the game. So, far from a perfect effort. Still a lot to clean up and you know, obviously it wasn't a 48-minute effort. They, they were getting there. But the Magic did enough to get the win. Did plenty more to get the win. And it always comes back to their defense. The Knicks were held without a field goal and scored only one point in the final four minutes and 25 seconds of the game. The Magic defense was legitimate. Where Julius Randle was able to kind of get the ball moving and, and hit some tough shots, Jonathan Isaac locked him down in those final five minutes. Nikola Vucevic... Kept a body on Mitchell Robinson the entire second half and didn't really let him get going in the same way that he did in the first half. Robinson finished with 12 points on 4 for 6 shooting. Orlando was smarter and better about attacking and certainly a lot better and more aggressive and more assertive on defense too. The Knicks shooting just 37.8%. And 7 for 31 from beyond the arc. New York made their run. They had it close, but Orlando locked in defensively and shut the door. And their offense was able to carry them through the finish line. The Orlando Magic defeat the New York Knicks 95-83. to Perhaps their best game of the season so far, just complete-wise, but obviously still a lot of work to do. And, and the Magic know that very, very well. 
Before we get into the final stats, though, I want to say a brief word about uh, our pals at Indochino. They're the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter the promo code Locked On at checkout. Again, $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter the promo code Locked On at checkout. And if you're looking to get in on the action, it's that time of year. Pro and college basketball are tipping off. I know the Gators played their their first game earlier this week. And there's no better way to feel part of the action than have a stake in the game with mybookie.ag. Basketball is in full swing. And you can use your basketball knowledge to prove you have what it takes at mybookie.ag, where they make it easy to play and even easier to get paid. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in on the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDONNBA to double your cash when you sign up today. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey, it's me, your barista. You know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Well, now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. And it's foaming delicious. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. Now in stores. It's foaming delicious. Let's run through the final box score real fast before we dive a little bit deeper into what the offense did and what was successful there. Um, Magic leading score, Nikola Vucevic, 21 points, 8 for 17 shooting, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc, 13 rebounds. Four assists. Um, Vucevic very early on was not good. I I, 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 I want to make that really clear. I, I thought that he was a big part of the problem. Any defensive breakdowns were not on him, but he wasn't playing the defense that the Magic needed him to play. He lost contact with Mitchell Robinson trying to go over and help. And the Magic were just struggling, struggling to just kind of have that backstop and not to help this next stake, uh, stake control the game and a little bit of a lead. Um, Vucevic did get his offense going a little bit late in the second corner, but everything changed in the second half. Vucevic was a completely different player and played with a lot more kind of aggression and, and really speed and pace that you want to see him play at. He had that little short roll working where he shoots a, a short jumper over defenders. Uh, he was able to get in the post and move quickly before the double can get to him. And just had this great rhythm about him. Uh, he was just so, he was really, really good. I mean, this is, this game is how Nikola Vucevic is supposed to look. Just hitting jumpers comfortably, getting into his moves quickly, reading the defense and passing the ball out to the perimeter when, when, he's, when he's being doubled or when the defense comes to him. He did a lot of things really, really well. I thought he attacked the basket really well. Um, and, and this was just... Though, again, Vucevic's best game probably. He, he, was, he was just solid all around in this one. So, good to see Nikola Vucevic have that kind of a bounce-back game after his 1-for-13 performance. Same thing with Aaron Gordon. He scored 10 of his 15 points in the fourth quarter. Shot 6-for-13, so 4-for-4 four four in the fourth quarter. 3-for-6 from beyond the arc. He made both of his three-pointers in the fourth quarter. 11 rebounds as well for Aaron Gordon. This was a really strong game from Aaron Gordon, too. And it didn't start out that way. Just like Nikola Vucevic, Gordon was doing all the things that he has struggled with and shouldn't be doing early on in the game. The first possession of the game, he tries to drive right at Mitchell Robinson's chest and gets a shot blocked. And and just not even close to getting a shot off even. Robinson just took it from him. And 
that's not really the Aaron Gordon the Magic need. And, and he spent a lot of the first half, I thought, over-dribbling and, and trying to attack and trying to do way too much. And, and again, I think this is something that a lot of guys are doing and, and it's part of the message that the team was trying to tell itself before the second half. Uh, you know, Gordon delivered that message. We'll talk about it here in a sec. Gordon delivered that message, but he followed it in the second half. He followed it really well in the second half. And was, again, he didn't take a shot in the third quarter. I mean, he let, he let the offense come to him and delivered in a big way. And so, you know, a really, uh, again, Gordon's best game of the year so far, a really strong game overall from him. Jonathan Isaac deserves some mention too. 10 points, 4 for 6 shooting, uh, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks. Again, just if you, ha- if you don't have Jonathan Isaac in fantasy, get him now because he is filling up stat sheets. Uh, Steve Clifford said before the game that in, in Isaac's 24-point game on Monday, the Magic didn't run any plays for him. The Magic, um, you know, let the offense come to him. He's not someone that they that they purposefully go out and and run plays for. And, and so, you know, he gets his offense because of ball movement, because he puts himself in the right positions. And so, you know, when the offense has struggled as much as it has, it's it's tough to get him going. He didn't score his first field goal until the last minute of the first half, but early in the third quarter, he got himself going. He, um, whether it was off a transition, just ball movement, he was able to get a few, get a couple shots to go down. And, and Isaac's just be is reliable when he has the ball. He's, you, you, you know, he's going to make the right decision. He's not going to force too much, uh, and and you know he's, you know he he always stays very very level offensively. Um, so you know it, it's. It's hard not to really like Jonathan Isaac so far this season, especially because his defense has just been incredible. I know Julius Randle scored 16 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists. I don't think Rand- I think Gordon had the initial assignment on Randle, but um, you know, hey, Julius Randle's a traditional power forward. He's a really big dude, uh, and that's, those are the kind of players that that could still move Jonathan Isaac a little bit on the post, but. Isaac did such a good job holding his ground when he got put in the post. He did a really good job um, blocking and deflecting shots and challenging shots. Randall made some tough shots in this game. Uh, and, and frankly, you know, when the Magic needed everyone to dial their defense up a little bit a little bit late in the game, Isaac dialed it up to 12. If everyone was at 11, Isaac was at 12. And, and he just locked out Julius Randall for the rest of that game. In those final five minutes, Randall could not do a thing. And Isaac deserves so much credit for that. He is, he has just been, you know. I think it's safe to say Isaac's been the best player on the team so far, um, and that's including his, you know, him not being super involved in the offense. He's just been a revelation defensively, and and again, you're you're expecting him to just lock down whoever he's guarding. I mean, I, I don't think the Magic are going to put him on the best player on the other team all the time. I, I don't think that's quite where they are yet. I'm curious to see how. The Magic decide to, to defend Giannis on Friday. Um, but Isaac, you know, you, whether you use him as a roamer to, to help defend the rim or, or use him as a primary defender, he is just he is just killing it. I mean, I, I, I really can't describe it any other way. He has just been so good defensively. Evan Fournier finished with 14 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc, 3 assists. Um, Fournier... Kept the Magic paced in the first half, so I think that's important to say. I think it's it's good. I mean, I, Evan Fournier's been kind of the solid, consistent offensive option in, in a 
time where the Magic haven't had a lot of solid, consistent options offensively. He's just been reliable and steady. Um, I thought that in the first half, he over-dribbled a little bit too much. He was trying to force things. Uh, and, you know, obviously so much of the team was trying to force things. So, uh, you know, it, it, he was kind of the last one to give in to that instinct and try and create something and try and make something happen. And that's really not how this team's going to score. But... Fournier's just Fournier's been reliable. Um, you know, I, I really don't have much to complain about with Evan Fournier. Um, someone needs to create, and, and I didn't mind Fournier trying to be the one to do that. He's got to get better about his awareness. He missed some open shooters at times, but um, and, you know, Fournier's scoring right now, so so I don't think there's there's much to complain about on that end. Other notables off the bench: Al Aminu with nine points, three for nine shooting, eight rebounds, solid defense as well from him. I thought Mo Bamba actually had a really nice game. I, th- I thought this was his best game that, that I've watched, or I, maybe I watched him more uh, closely. Nine points, four for seven shooting, one for two from beyond the arc. Only three rebounds, no blocks, but I thought that he did a really good job making contact, being physical on the block, um, putting himself in position for rebounds or clearing the way for others to get rebounds. Um, I thought his defense was really good. Um, I, I thought that he... Uh, defended well without chasing blocks, without trying to get himself out of position. And, and obviously, I think that's something that the Magic need really, really well. Markel Fultz also with seven points, three for six shooting, uh, one assist, two turnovers for him. Uh, but the Magic take care of business, 95 to 83. Orlando shoots 42% from the floor still, so still not a great shooting night. 12 of 32 from beyond the arc, a little bit better on that front. Only nine of 12 from the foul line, so they got to do a better job getting the foul line. They out-rebound New York 52-44. to They commit only nine turnovers for 13 points. The Knicks shoot 37.8%. 7 for 31 from beyond the arc. That's 22.6%. The Magic foul a little bit too much. That got them in trouble late in the third quarter. Uh, but overall, Orlando has to be very, very pleased with how they played in this game. They finally got their offense going. And they f- finally saw exactly how they need to play. And that's kind of what the big deal is coming out of this game. Hey, it's me, your barista. You know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Well, now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. And it's foaming delicious. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. Now in stores. It's foaming delicious. My message was uh, the pace that we play at mm-hmm. um, after the half. Um, that's been one of our struggles for quite some time, you know, coming out after the half and being flat and... Um, Basically, I was just trying to uh, encourage us to, you know, get the ball up you know, and run and move it and move the defense. And um, uh, I think it worked. Aaron Gordon there is describing a moment that happened before the team took the floor at the beginning of the second half. The team struggling, trying to get itself going, trying to get its offense moving for this entire season, needed a friendly reminder of what makes this team good. And, and you know, again... They probably have gotten this reminder drilled into them, and it just hadn't took until this moment. Gordon gathered his team, and and as he said there, said, we got to play with better pace. We got to move the ball. We got to get the defense moving. And that's, again, something that the Magic haven't had. Like I've said, I I think this offense is really about precision and timing since the Magic don't have great one-on-one players or players able to break the defense down. And so... When you have imprecise passing, which I think the Magic have been a little sloppy with their passing and catching, uh, little little things like that throw the timing of an offense off. And when you don't catch the ball cleanly or you have to reset yourself, you know then, then you're starting to scramble to beat the shot clock. And so I think that that was a big thing. And so Orlando came out in that second half playing a lot crisper, 
trying to get out in transition, trying to pick up the pace a little bit on their end, running and cutting harder within those offensive sets. And the Magic looked like a very different team. They looked like a team that was tr- that was doing something very, very different. And Orlando needed that desperately. You did mention to me a couple of plays that we can run. You're going to get some ball movement. And, uh, and of course, spoke about a two at half time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we needed to do that. We needed to run some plays. They get a movement, move their defense. They have a lot of length mm-hmm. out there. So you have to move them and create space. And I thought we really did that in the second half. Uh, we got some rolls, you know, in the rolling kick to the weak side. Got some open looks. So we just have to play that way. That was made us successful last year. We have to stick to it. Uh, you know, have a lot of be aggressive, get a lot of movement, uh, play with it through, each, through each other, and uh, that's how we're best. The Magic have certainly struggled on that front, as, as Nikola Vucevic has said. Uh, you know, Orlando finished with their first 30-point quarter of the season in the third quarter. They shot 13 for 20, 65%, 4 for 6 from beyond the arc. And after only hitting 33.3% of their shots, that little spark was more than enough to give them control of the game because, again, their defense is really, really good. It was, as Steve Clifford said, as as several other players said, perhaps, certainly the best stretch of basketball, of offensive basketball, that the team has played all season. And, And for the starters, at least, it carried over into the fourth quarter. The Magic closed this game a tight game because they kept up that ball movement. They kept up... That, that pace of play, that purpose of play, and that intensity. The big thing, too, is Orlando passed the ball. This season, the Magic, including Wednesday's game, the Magic have a 59.4 assist rate. Again, that's assists on 59.4% of their, of their shots. For this team, that's not going to cut it. They don't have the one-on-one guys to play that way and be successful. Isolation plays are one of the least successful uh, plays for scores, it's, or at least efficient ways to score. They're only averaging 21.3 assists per game. Orlando recorded 24 assists in this game t- uh, against the Knicks, including seven from DJ Augustine. It was a much better passing, a much more fluid offensive game. And it was something that the Magic needed. It was something that the Magic's two stars needed as much as anything. Nikola Vucevic coming off a 1-for-13 game looked like all-star Nikola Vucevic again. Not completely efficient. His first half wasn't that great, but he delivered in the end. He delivered late in the game when the Magic absolutely needed him to. And Aaron Gordon finally got himself going. Finally saw the ball go through the basket and finally played the way that we're accustomed to seeing Aaron Gordon play. It was good, man. It was, um... It was just a, a part of the process of it. You know what I mean? Um, getting to the open spots, you know, trusting my teammates, being in the right place. And, uh, you know, they, they found me. They made great passes, and it allowed me to uh, shoot a shot in rhythm. You can already hear why the passing is so important from what Aaron Gordon said. A good pass gets you a shot in rhythm. And so when you're playing with the pass or you're playing a, a passing game, when you're playing with the kind of pace and intensity that the Magic played at, things changed very quickly for the team. Things look a lot better. Things look a lot different. The Magic were able to get their flow back, to kind of get their, their a little bit of swagger back because they were moving and playing with purpose. It's, it's hard to describe. It's hard to quantify. But if you watched Wednesday's game, 
you could see such a clear difference in the, the intensity and the pace with which the Magic played. And that makes all the difference because, again, their defense is going to do the job. Orlando is far from fixed. Nikola Vucevic said, you know, 95 points isn't going to be enough in this league, even with how good the Magic's defense has been. Orlando is still yet to crack 100 points in a game. So there's still work to do. And, and that first half was more of the same bad offense. They figured things out. They, they, they woke up, it seemed, from their slumber for a good chunk of the second half. But they're still getting organized and they're still kind of getting their rhythm and their timing and their pace down. But to be sure, the Magic now see exactly how they have to play offensively how they have to take advantage of their defense, how they have to move and cut and pass to be successful. Let's make no bones about it, though. The Magic's two wins are against the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks, two teams that the Magic are expected to beat. Their losses, their two losses, are to a you know likely playoff team in the Toronto Raptors and a young up-and-coming team to, in the Atlanta Hawks. No shame in those losses. I'm not, I'm not, you know, we're, we're not counting paper wins and losses quite yet. But Orlando has got to be, Orlando knows that at the end of the day, it's got to be able to do what it did in the second half against the Knicks for a whole game and certainly against the best defenses in the league, which they will face two of them coming up this weekend. Orlando's seen how it has to play. That's a start. They've played that way. That's a start. Now it's about consistency. Now it's about doing it every game. And it'll be very interesting to watch just how the Magic play coming out Friday night against the Milwaukee Bucks. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. We'll, we'll check in again tomorrow with a preview of the Magic's game against the Milwaukee Bucks. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hey, it's me, your barista. You know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Well, now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. And it's foaming delicious. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. Now in stores. It's foaming delicious. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.